Hey, I'm Anna. And I'm Spencer. And, and this, this is Speaking, Speaking with, with the, the Shamries. On this podcast, we will be sharing stories, advice, and conversation about relationships, faith, and everyday life. We hope that this show welcomes you into the Sham Fam and makes you feel at home. Now let's get rolling. Hey, hey. Hello. Welcome to our podcast, Spencer. Welcome, welcome. It's been a little bit. I know. We ended up taking an extra week off than we had planned because we'll talk about this in our little life update, but there's just been a lot going on. And so we just needed to take a little break, but now we're back. Yes, we are. And I'm excited because I feel like this episode is, I feel like our last one was a big one talking about buying a house, but I feel like this one is equally, if not more significant. I agree. So let's do our little update. What has been happening in the past couple weeks? Oh man, so much has happened. Let's see, yeah, we, oh yeah, because we talked about Gatlinburg last. I don't. I feel like everything's just kind of blurring together. Well, at the very end of July, my sister Sarah got married. So oh, yeah. for those of you that don't know, I'm the oldest of four girls. My sister Sarah, she's the second born. Um, and she and her now husband, Johnny, got married the end of July, so we were really busy with that wedding and just a lot of family coming into town and helping kind of prep last minute things, and I was in the wedding, so there was definitely a lot going on with that, but it was a really, really fun and just beautiful day, and we're excited to now have Johnny as part of the family, so that happened, and we've been kind of finalizing, like, house stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Finally getting it closed this week. Yeah, our closing date for our house is this week. If you listened to our last episode, you heard us kind of go through our journey of buying our first house. If you haven't listened to that one, you should definitely check it out. And I finished my master's degree. That was a really big thing. I've been working hard for the past a little over two years to get that done. And last week I finally finished. I wrote... 201 pages for my final project and then I presented on it last week and now I'm officially a master's graduate. Isn't it insane how you literally did 201 pages and your presentation was like three minutes? Yeah, it had to be three. That's crazy. That is crazy to me. How you spent that whole summer doing all that and then you present for... Anyway, but I'm just glad you're done because it felt like way more than two years. It felt like 10. Yeah, it was was really hard. Just, I'm glad just took done. up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm really proud of you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. And let's see, what else have we done? School, I'm a teacher. I teach first grade, and school starts next week, Monday. So I've been in my classroom a lot. I moved classrooms, so I've been prepping and laminating and um, having a lot of people. Spence, I've really appreciated your help. And my mom and youngest sister came in and helped. If you aren't a teacher or aren't really close with a teacher, you probably don't realize how much goes into the first couple weeks of school and how even if your classroom is set, there's just so much you have to do for each specific student and it's a lot of work. So I've spent a lot of time in my classroom lately. Mm. But the biggest thing, and this kind of leads into our episode, we went to Hocking Hills a week or two ago for our one year wedding anniversary. Woo woo! Spencer, tell us about Hocking Hills. Oh, Hocking Hills was... Actually, it exceeded my expectations. Just because so many people had told me about going there. And it was just beautiful. Like, we did hiking pretty much every day. We spent, what, four... Three nights, four days? Is that mm-hmm. what it was? 
Yeah, but we went hiking every single one of those days, and it was just, it was sweet, because every single hike was unique in itself. Like, you had cave hikes, you had, like, rocky hikes, you had, like, woodsy hikes. It was just, yeah, everything was just beautiful. The scenery was awesome. There was a lot of obstacles to kind of go in and through, and under and over, and yeah, lots of waterfalls, and it was just beautiful, and then, yeah, so we would basically, like, do that during the day, and then at night, we'd go back to our awesome little cabin, and, um, yeah, just have dinner, just whatever we made, and whether it's pasta, or what else did we have? Pizza. Pizza, that's right, and then, yeah, watch a movie, or, oh, yeah, we had a hot tub in the back of our cabin, like, on the deck there, so we'd go hot tubbing, drink some wine, and hot tubbing so that was fun but yeah it was just super super chill yeah it was really great originally we had thought about going someplace a little bit further we really wanted to visit all the national parks so we talked about going out to Maine or doing something a little bit bigger but we have just had a really busy year and with buying a house so it's obviously pretty expensive and so a long time ago we decided just to do something smaller for those of you that don't know hocking hills is in ohio which when we told people hey we're going to ohio for our anniversary a lot of people were like what but it truly is beautiful and i've been to a lot of different places to hike like yellowstone the grand tetons rocky mountain and honestly this was some of my favorite hiking it is just gorgeous and like Spencer said there's just so much variety and we are both really outdoorsy people and I think it was really cool to get to go away and do something new together that we both had never experienced and with so much hiking we had a lot of time to talk and to reflect on the last year and all that we've been through and make goals and dream about our second anniversary or sorry second year of marriage and so I think for us, it really was the perfect getaway and reset, and it was just a really meaningful couple of days. Mm-hmm. I want to go back. Yeah, it was awesome. If you have never been, I highly recommend, and if you want suggestions for what to do or what not to do when you're hiking in Hocking Hills, we have lots of tips. So you can What would you recommend us. not doing? Well, on our actual anniversary, we accidentally hiked like a little over eight miles, and some of the trail signs were not accurate and it was kind of hard to tell on the map how far things were so I just wish we had driven around a little bit more and parked in a parking lot and then did an out and back hike instead we did this very elaborate out and back loop type thing and some of it was not worth the hike I would say a lot of it was great but it was just that was a really long day so that's the only part that I wouldn't recommend, but overall, mm-hmm. I mean, we did almost 20 miles of hiking, and it was pretty much all beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we did mini golf. Yeah, we did that too. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to talk a little bit about how we have decided to celebrate anniversaries. I think that for some couples, an anniversary is just a date on the calendar, and maybe you say, I love you a little bit more that day, or you buy your spouse a card, or you get them flowers, or you go out to dinner. And that's totally fine. But for us, we just feel like marriage is a really big deal and it's hard work and it takes a lot of adjustment, just like any good thing. And so we really wanted to have an intentional rhythm around our anniversary and 
I think we'll do another podcast episode just talking about rhythms in our life because Spencer, I feel like you and I have developed a lot of just healthy habits and we're really intentional, I think, with how we spend our time and how we celebrate things and kind of mark time. But our anniversary, we really wanted to do something that was meaningful and that gave us what we needed and marked that it really is a celebration. I think every year of marriage is a big deal. It feels like an even bigger deal now that I'm married because I realize how marriage just takes a lot of hard work and I think it's worth it for every couple to take the time to pause and celebrate each other, to celebrate where you've been and to really talk about where you're going because if you don't ever have intentional conversations about your marriage, I don't think that anything will change. So we kind of through this trip establish some norms or traditions that we want to carry on into future anniversaries. So I would say the first one was just going someplace. We know that when we have kids someday that might change, but even if it's one night, we feel like getting away is really important and just taking a break from your normal routine and connecting someplace that's not in your actual house. Even if that means you rent an Airbnb 15 minutes away from your house or a hotel or something like that. So I think getting away was important. Spence, you want to talk a little bit about our marriage, our anniversary book and how getting away is important with that. Mm. Yeah. So I forgot when we got this book. I Did you give it to me as a gift? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So Hopefully it's basically, yeah. So it's basically a book that like each year it has like different kind of categories that you like um, kind of like fill out information, basically like a recap of your past year. Like, so it, well, it started out with, you know, having like your engagement and then, um, like his version and her version of, um, all that stuff. And, uh, maybe a first date thing, maybe. No, what but, he's explaining is that in the beginning of the book, there's sections about kind of your relationship. So you write a little yeah. bit about how you met and yeah, your engagement and the wedding. But then the bulk of the book it's, is... It's kind of like talking about like, um, just just kind of like, okay, what are some things that like you guys have seen in each other over the past year or things like that. Um, but yeah, so what were some of the other categories in there? Yeah, they repeat that. from year to year. So the questions that you answer in your first anniversary are the same questions you'd answer 50 years later. I think it... It's a book for 50 years of marriage. Um, Some of the questions were, they were kind of divided up between thinking about where you've been and then thinking about where you're going. So where have you been? Like, what was your favorite memory from the year? What kind of things did you do with friends? How did you see each other grow? And then where are you going? You have to come up with like a word for the year, Um, habits that you want to start, things like that. So... We went to a coffee shop on our actual anniversary and spent some time, really like an hour or two, just reflecting and thinking about the past year and filling out this book. And I think it's a cool way to look back and to celebrate where you've come from, but also to make some intentional goals of like where you're going. Mm -hmm. Anything else to add on about the book? Nope, I don't think so. The only other thing I would add to, if you're interested in finding the book, it's by Audrey and Jeremy Roloff who have created just a lot of really amazing relationship resources. Jeremy's family actually was on a TLC show, but they are just a really great couple and great role models. So you can buy that anniversary book from their website. I really recommend it. Any other kind of anniversary traditions or things that we do for wedding anniversary? 
we did write each other letters. So that was really cool. Just kind of, yeah. I mean, it's almost kind of like the same concept as the book, but it's just more, more personal. Just, and, it, and it's more of a surprise. Like we each just write them out and then on our actual anniversary, we read them to each other. So it was just really cool just to kind of like say like what we're thankful for in each other and how we've like had, um, like how we've made each other grow in the past year and things like that. So it was just kind of cool to put that all down on paper and yeah, just kind of give my little appreciation for you. Yeah, that was really special. And then that night of our anniversary, we rewatched our ceremony video, which was really cool and encouraging for me and a good reminder to hear the vows that I wrote for Spencer and just a reminder of what I promised to you, Spence, and what I need to continue working on. And we also went out to barbecue. Oh, so good. Do you want to explain that tradition? Yeah, so... I had picked out a barbecue place to go to um, near Hocking Hills, and it was fantastic. But, so we had um, we had barbecue at our wedding, so I was kind of thinking, hey, wouldn't that be kind of a cool tradition if we had barbecue for our anniversary dinner every year? And I said, let's do it. So I think we're going to start start doing that now. And, and barbecue is like one of my favorite foods, so I will always say yes to that. But I think that'll be special. Yeah, so those are just some different things that we do for us that are meaningful and special and kind of bring us back to our wedding day and help us remember, one, the vows that we made to each other, but also just like the fun and celebration that we got to have and that we get to continue to have in our marriage and um, some practices that help us to get away and kind of reset and, like I said, celebrate, but also think about what's coming next. The next thing we wanted to talk about was kind of like expectations versus reality. So Spencer, talk a little bit about what did you expect going into marriage or how do you think that people normally talk about the first year of marriage or being a newlywed? Mm. I think like right away my expectation was that we were just going to have fun every single day and that it's almost kind of an unrealistic um expectation of ways like especially when you come back from the honeymoon you're still on that honeymoon high and um but then you actually start getting into like more of the real life like you start your jobs like that's kind of like what we we did when we came back we just started work and kind of our rhythms and um and that can still be a lot of fun I mean not not to say that the first year wasn't fun but there's a lot more to it than just oh yeah we're gonna come home we're gonna go to work and then we're gonna come home and just have fun all the time and Um, but like, there's like so much responsive, there's so much more responsibility to it, like taking care of each other, taking care of say the house we're living in or doing like even just figuring out each other's rhythms and each other's expectations. It is a, it is a lot. Um, but it's really cool because I think in ways we help each other grow in that, like I've picked up a lot of things that, um, yeah, that Anna's like done when she lived on her own and Anna's kind of picked up some things that, that I did. I mean, I've never lived on my own until marrying you, but, um, but yeah, we just kind of picked up rhythms from each other. And I think that's, that's something that was like cool, but also, um, hard at the same time. Uh, yeah. I think when people talk about the first year of marriage, I think I hear two opposing viewpoints that are extremes and that I, 
I feel like people say you have to be in one camp or the other and they don't talk about being a blend of both. On one hand, so many people would talk to me about how your first year of marriage is just so sweet, you're in the honeymoon phase, you're just so in love with each other. To preface this, also Spencer and I, because of our beliefs and because of what we think God's design is for marriage, we did not live together before we got married And there were a lot of physical things that we saved for marriage. And so we are coming to this conversation with that background. So a lot of people that we had talked to with similar experiences were like, you finally get to live together and do life together all the time and you never have to say goodbye. And it's just amazing and beautiful and so fun. And it definitely was that in a lot of ways. And then I feel like this other camp of people would talk to me before we were married and say, oh my goodness, marriage is so hard. It's really difficult. You should enjoy it while you can because it gets bad and it kind of goes downhill from the wedding day and it just is a lot of really hard work. And some of that, some of it is true. It is really hard work and it's not always exciting or romantic But I feel like when people talk about their first year of marriage, they define it as one of those two ways. And so I I feel like I had a difficult time answering the question. And people would say, how's your first year going? What's it like being a newlywed? It was hard for me to articulate that I was feeling both. That there were days when I was just so pumped about like living with you, Spence, and figuring things out with you and not having to say goodnight and waking up in the same bed with you. And there were other days when I was like, wow, this just feels way harder than I thought it was going to be. And I just felt like I didn't know how to explain that to people. And sometimes it's still hard for me to put all of that into words. But I wish that there just wasn't so much pressure around the first couple years of marriage to look a certain way. Because for some people, your first couple years might be really fun and light and playful and romantic. And for others, it might be really, really hard. And for others, you might have a blend. And none of those are wrong. And I think I I felt like we were doing something wrong when it wasn't easy right away. And that maybe people were right that it that we were doing something wrong and that it, it does kind of go downhill, which I don't think is correct at all. But... I just wish people talked more about the middle ground and how it's both and. It's both hard and beautiful all at the same time. And I just wish there was more grace for people to have their own experiences of marriage and to not project expectations onto other people's relationships. Anything to add on to that? I think you pretty much said it. Yeah, that's kind of thing I was trying to get at. It's just like, yeah, like you said, it's... There are days where it's really, really good and you're like, wow, this is like, it it almost feels like a honeymoon, honeymoon day. And then there's other moments where, you know, you wake up and you're like, this is a, this is a harder day today. But yeah, so I completely agree. So let's talk a little bit now that we've established some of kind of the expectations. Let's talk about the reality of our first year of marriage. Suspense, what are some of the highlights of the past year? Oh man. Well, our honeymoon, obviously, that was fantastic. I would want to go back. Um, wow, just so much has happened within this past year. Like when we were going through our book in Hocking Hills, I was thinking, I was trying to think back of everything that we've done. And we've done a lot. Um, buying a house was huge. That was one of our biggest things. Um, family vacation in Gatlinburg was a ton of fun. 
our anniversary trip, of course. Oh, man. Um, we had a lot of weddings this year, so that's been um, a lot of fun to go to as a married couple. I mean, we went to a wedding a week, or no, not a week, a month mm-hmm. after we were married. So that was super cool to be, like, come fresh out of, fresh out of a, of a wedding going right into a new one being like, oh, now we get to go to this as a, mm-hmm. as a married couple. So, um, yeah, like, and having our first Christmas was really, really special. I think Anne and I both, like, agree that Christmas is probably our favorite holiday. So just being able to, like, spend that time together, like, getting our tree and getting each other presents and... Um, kind of basically establishing tr- traditions that, that like you and I can have, but then also take that on and, um, use that for our kids as well. So that was really, really special. Uh, yeah. What about for you? I think a big thing for me was just getting to spend a lot more time with you. Like we said, we didn't live together before we were married. And so just being able to come home and have you be here or after a long day of work, not having to figure out, okay, whose house are we going to? Are we even going to see each other tonight? What time are we meeting? Who's driving? Taking out that logistical piece and just knowing, oh, when I get home, he's going to be home in a couple hours. That was just really sweet. Um, Yeah, like you said, just establishing traditions and just figuring out things together and making plans together and traveling together really for the first time in a real way with an overnight and there are just a lot of, yeah, a lot of special memories and being in a home together. And yeah, it it was, I would say, a really beautiful year in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. That kind of reminds me, let's talk a little bit about what it was like living together after never having lived together before. Because I think there's this idea kind of floating around that you have to do a trial run with somebody before you get married because what if you don't like living with them or they clean the dishes differently than you (laughs) or they're actually a slob any comments on kind of that that idea because we didn't do that we didn't Mm -mm. live together we didn't sleep together we didn't do a lot of things before we got married but there is this idea even for christians i think more and more that you should have some sort of like trial run of living together before you get married. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I hadn't initially going into like, obviously I can engage in a marriage. Like I hadn't really worried about that aspect as much, as much as just like, you know, our common belief, like that was the most important thing to me and, uh, in the routine and the, um, in the tradition of, you know, maintaining, I guess, how do I say this? Maintaining a house, like, you know, doing your lifestyle, that's going to all vary and we can accommodate to that. But the most important thing to me was that we were on the same like common belief ground and we had the same priorities, the same, if that makes sense. Um, so I kind of lost my train of thought for a second there. I think you're saying our big things were checked beforehand. Yes. Our shared yes. beliefs, the way that we loved other people and loved the Lord and some of our personality stuff we knew we were compatible with and so we didn't need to test out the other things because we believed okay when we get married we're committing to each other and even if Spencer does laundry a little bit differently than I do or (laughs) I have a different cooking system than he does or we don't always love living in the same space every single day that's okay because we've made this commitment to each other this covenant and we're gonna figure it out and there's something I think even more beautiful about 
marrying someone when you haven't done all of that work because there was just no concern of Spencer's going to figure out this quirk about how I live and he's not going to like it and he's going to go away. It was like, no, we're married and we made this covenant and he's going to figure out all of these strange things about me because we're now in a very intimate relationship and we see each other all the time and he's not going anywhere because he made this promise. So I think there's something just really powerful and beautiful about that that you miss out, I think, if you live together before you're married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we really wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about this year and some of the challenges. I think we've kind of hinted through, at least for me, my social media and through conversations with friends and family about how even though there were so many parts of this year that were amazing, there were a lot of parts that were really hard that we had no way of anticipating before we got married. And when we look back on this year, we see all the beauty, but we also see some pain and some hardship. And there are things that are not just going to go away, but that are going to continue, I think, for sure into our next year of marriage. And I think have just really defined a lot of ways this past year. And with that, I also want to say, Spence, I'm just really proud of us. I think I wrote that in my anniversary Instagram post, but I'm really proud of us for going through a year that was really hard and challenging and for persevering and for always choosing each other and being faithful, even though there were parts of this year that were just frustrating and we could not have prepared for it all. So mm-hmm. I just want you to know I love you. And mm-hmm. I love you too. I'm just, when I look back, I'm like, wow, like we've been through, I think a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think most people don't really have an idea of how difficult this past year was for us. And probably still won't after this episode. We're going to share some things that I think are pretty vulnerable still to us and that we're still figuring out. And that we, I think they really need maybe another episode to fully dive into. But um, to kind of preface this, if you've never read The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller, I really recommend it. It's an amazing book that really changed my view of marriage. And he talks about how when you marry someone, you're actually marrying a couple different versions of that person because that person at 20 is probably very different than who they are at 30, than who they are at 50, than who they are at 80. And that's good. That's awesome. People change and God shapes people, you know, and sometimes life happens that has a great effect on a person or has a negative effect on a person. And so when you, when you've committed to someone, you're saying, I'm choosing you, even, even if you look different, and I, don't, I just don't think you and I realized, Spence, like how quickly that change was going to come. So I think what was really difficult for us this past year was, Spencer, you have OCD and not the kind of OCD that I think most people talk about, which is like, oh, you like to be organized. You like things in a certain row, but like you would fit like an actual like diagnosis of OCD and we had really no idea for a while in our marriage and it was something that never came to the surface when we were dating and then we got married and things really changed and we didn't even recognize what it was for a while so you want to talk a little bit about what that was for you um getting married and then how OCD kind of Mm. arose and what that's been like yeah I think, yeah, kind of like Anna said, it was kind of confusing at first, um, just kind of knowing what was happening. Like, I know that there was, like, a shift in something of, like, 
Um, I went from, you know, living, living with my parents all through college to now all of a sudden being on my own and, um, being responsible for another human being. Um, and so I had this like constant need to want to like make sure everything was like perfect and right. And, um, making sure that both of us were safe in ways and just like, but not in a way of like, oh yeah, like I want to make sure you're okay, but really like just like checking a lot of different things, like making sure that nothing was out of place or, um, yeah. So I was just, yeah, it was just really confusing to be like, oh, you know, probably just the, the extra responsibility kind of was bringing it out more. And, um, yeah, so I was just, I didn't even know how to like explain it really, even to myself. Um, but yeah, we finally just kind of started putting pieces together and kind of figuring out, oh, okay, yep, yeah, we've read some of these books and okay, yep, we've seen some of these things online that, yeah, they basically define it as OCD. So um, yeah, it's it's something I'm still like working through and figuring out. Um, but yeah, it's still even just kind of, like it's still confusing in ways of like how it arose from, you know, like I could probably see signs of it you know, when we were dating and when we were engaged, but I think really marriage is what, is what really brought it out. And, um, and yeah, so that definitely had made, made things harder for you in a sense to see me like have to be so like worried and anxious about things I shouldn't have to be, um, worried about. And that's something new for me too. I didn't know how to handle. I've never, never dealt with anything like that in my life before. So that was a whole new experience to me. So trying to juggle like, okay, I need to figure out what this is and you're not enjoying this, but I'm like, I don't even know how to, I don't even know where to go with this. So, um, just really trying to try to navigate that has been pretty hard this year. It definitely was all of a sudden a flip. Like Spencer said, there were some things that even I guess I could kind of see in dating, but they were more like random instances. Like he would maybe lock his car you know, he would click it twice or you'd go back and like check the door every once in a while. But it was never to the point that it has kind of evolved to this year. And Spencer, one of the things that like drew me to you at the beginning was how carefree you are. And I'm definitely more of the control freak. And Spencer's always been the one to be there for me. When I've had mental health struggles, anxiety has been a really big part of my story, especially the last couple of years. And Spencer, you've done such a good job of being there for me, even when what I was thinking wasn't making sense. And so to kind of have the the roles in our relationship flip a little bit and all of a sudden seeing you like so concerned about my like health and safety in our house. And one thing that we've learned about OCD is that when you don't get help or find ways to process it healthily, then it just kind of escalates and gets worse and worse. So what kind of started off is just a couple of kind of unusual habits um, really arose, Spencer, to just like a lot of anxious thoughts for you and patterns that weren't healthy and habits that just kind of came out of nowhere. And all of this OCD took a lot of, I think, time away from you because you were trying to do so many things to protect yourself and protect us and took a lot of mental energy and we felt like we all of a sudden we got to the place and we we're like, wow, like we feel like we're being robbed of like time with each other and that like 
Spencer, you couldn't give me some of the mental energy that I needed and I couldn't give you some of the emotional stuff that you needed because I was just so confused about all of a sudden, like, who are you? I, I married you, but I have never, ever seen this part of you. And that was really disorienting, especially when I had this expectation of, like, depending on you and you were dealing and are struggling with some mental health stuff where you also need me. And so... I think naming it has been the one of the most helpful things this year. Like Spencer said, I have talked to a couple of friends who have struggled with OCD and we've read some books. And I think we were both amazed when we would read these books and it was like a crystal clear expect or like explanation uh, of what you were going through. And you would come to me and be like, Anna, like, this is me. Like, I think this way. And it's not like you're choosing this. It's just how... Like your brain is wired and um, it can it can get fixed and healed. And that's what we've been working really hard toward together, finding some resources and tools and um, expert recommended practices for, for tackling this thing. But it's really hard. And I know, Spencer, for you, it's been really frustrating and exhausting and um, just just made a lot of parts of this year really confusing and hard mm-hmm. right and I think what's even harder too is like kind of like I said before it was I didn't even know what it was and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to deal with it and so like trying to explain it to you and trying to explain what I was thinking and um in ways that I mean because there was just moments where I could tell you were just like you're like like fix this like do something to fix it and I'm I'm sitting here like I don't even know how to handle this I don't know um So, and that was just hard on me to see it hard on you, if that makes Mm. sense. Um, Yeah, so there are a lot of of days and moments that were, like, me getting frustrated myself because I'm making you stressed and frustrated or, um, and I know it was, like, I was the cause of that. It wasn't, so it's just, like, super hard to, um, to, I don't know, and... And I'm sure people have like heard that thing, you know, where it's like guys just want to instantly fix things. That's what I constantly want to keep doing. But I keep almost messing it up to try to fix it. And um, so that part was... Well, and it's something that doesn't really have an instant fix. Like right. OCD, um, again, at, you know, any other kind of mental illness or, some, you know, thing related to anxiety, it takes time and, and counseling and help and practicing and um from what we understand OCD is something that you can control in a lot of ways but that takes a lot of work and so it's something Spence that you have worked hard to like learn a lot about I think this year has been a learning year and now we're kind of in the okay what does treatment look like what do habits for you and then for me is like your spouse look like for for helping you and for making mm-hmm. making our relationship healthy. And like we've talked about, this was just something we could not have prepared for. Like we did premarital counseling and we didn't talk about this because we had no idea this was going to be a part of our story. And I think it's been really hard to talk about because for you, especially Spencer, we're very much still in the middle of this. It's easier to talk about something, I think, once it's gone. And you can say, hey, I, I tackled this, but... This is something that is still really, really hard for you and something that we still don't fully understand. And it has had a really um, difficult impact in a lot of ways on our marriage. And 
in a lot of ways, I definitely would say it's made us stronger. We've had to learn how to communicate and support one another and, you know, talk about, talk about being vulnerable and mental health really openly, but it also has been something that completely took us off guard and has dominated a lot of our time and um, attention, and we're just, we're working together to, to, you know, be healthy and to help you get to a place where, where this is manageable, so mm-hmm. we're, we're still in it, which is why I think mm-hmm. it's been difficult um, to talk about with other people. Yeah. What do you think given how hard this year was and how there were so many things we just couldn't have expected and kind of your journey spends with OCD, what are you hoping for in our second year of marriage? Yeah, um, I think we kind of talked about it over our trip too. Just like kind of your word for the year with like reset, just kind of being able to, um, yeah, kind of knowing what I do now and being able to like take action towards those things and um, just kind of being like aware of, um, aware of the habits that I'm doing or things like that. And, um, yeah, just really being able to, um, apply those things that I've been learning from this year. And, um, yeah, cause things are only going to get busier and things are only going to get crazier and just realizing that, that, yeah, there's going to be a lot more to, to be taken care of at, you know, with buying a house, like there's going to be so much, so many more things to be done with that. And, Um, and kind of like you said too, I just really want to be able to, yeah, to be able to control this so that I can be healthy so that we can both be, I mean, not just also know everything's great again, but, um, so that we can, yeah, just be healthier and as time goes on. So, yeah. Nice. Thanks for being honest and talking Mm -hmm. about all this. I know that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. Thanks. All right, well, for our last segment, we're going to play a little game. So you can kind of participate with us on your end of the listenership. But if you've ever been to a wedding or a bridal shower, a lot of people play the shoe game, where traditionally the bride and the groom each hold up a shoe. And then you have a question like, who is the more romantic one? And they raise whatever shoe matches that person. So we're going to kind of go through these questions. And while we're sharing you can think about, hmm, what do I think? Anna or Spencer? And then you can kind of see if you are right. And some of these I feel like we're going to have disagreeing answers on, Spence, but we're going to play anyway. Okay, right. so question number one. Who made the first move? You. Yep, I did. I asked him out over Instagram DMs. Yay, DMs. Maybe we'll tell that story another time. So I made the first move. Who was the first to say I love you? You were. This one, technically, yes. So for all of you out there, what happened was <laughs> Anna wanted me to say it so bad that she said, I think I'm falling in love with you. And I said, I think I love you too. No. Or yeah. It was I said, like I think I'm falling in love with you. And you go, I love you. And then I was like, oh, I love you too. But you said the words, I love you first. I was already thinking you said it though. So. No, I hadn't said it. Whatever. <laughs> so technically it was me. Who is the pickier eater? Hmm. Probably you, if anybody. Yeah. Well, neither of us are really picky eaters, but you just love to eat. And I probably <laughs> am a little more picky. Yeah. Who is the funny one? 
Me. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is the messy one? Depends on the day. Yeah, we're probably both. We're messy in different ways. Yes, that's true. You leave your stuff everywhere. I don't do that. I've been but, stressed. Yeah, but what like what am I messy with? The dishes. Yes, I like. I can I can leave dishes, like aside for like a day or two, where you can't. So I guess maybe that one's so why. Yeah. Who has more style? Well, considering that I still have uh, clothes from high school, I would say probably Anna. Yeah, I would agree with that. Who is the bigger baby when they are sick? You. You. I don't get sick that often, though. I know, but when you do, Spencer will get a paper cut. And granted, I know paper cuts hurt, but he, like, acts like he's going into labor. Oh, my word. Or he'll have some allergies and he acts like he's dying. Allergies are the worst, man. <laughs> so, Spencer, who is the spender? Probably me. Yeah, 100%. I always want to go out to eat or... Or what do you say whenever we go out and or we go get ice cream? I always what? What do I always try to do? Get the biggest size. Yes, I do. Um, who is the better cook? Considering I don't cook, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Who is the stubborn one? Me. You. You are so stubborn. I, that's something that I learned about. Yeah, from I'm this year stubborn. of marriage that you are stubborn. I feel like I learned that about myself too, though. I didn't really realize it. I feel like you bring it out in me. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Who will kill the spider? I will. It's not like they freak me out, but most of the time I ask Spencer to do it. Especially spiders I can handle, earwigs I cannot. We've been having seeing a lot of those. Yeah, it's been gross. Um, who would last longer on a desert island? Me. You think so? Yeah, I'm a better planner and... What can you plan on a desert island? You know, ration out your food that's left over and make a plan of survival. But you gotta get the food first. Where would you get the food? I don't know. I think I would live longer. Okay. Who is always late? If anyone knows us at all, this answer should be so obvious. Anna. Are you kidding me? You're late to everything. It's totally spent. She makes me late. He was late. Well, this is a story for another time, but he was late to our first date. I had a school thing. <laughs> Whatever. Give me a break. I told, And I texted you I was going to be late. Doesn't make it better. Fair enough. Who takes longer to get ready? You. Probably I do, yeah. I like my showers. Weird. What do you mean? <laughs> like, okay, who doesn't love a nice hot shower? Got things to do. Okay. Um, who is the romantic one? Me. Yeah, I'd say so. You're more intentional. Who spends more money? I feel like we kind of already answered that one. That's you. Who is the better driver? Me. Yeah. Even though I drive us everywhere, you get scared of my driving. Yeah. And I'm sure many of you listening have probably ridden with me before and probably will say the same thing. Who is the better dancer? Totally me. Yeah, I would say you. Totally me. Totally me. Who is more likely to lose their keys? That's you. Yeah. You lose everything. We just talked about that right before. Like, I can be pretty organized when I want to be, but I also, it's the basic things. My purse, my sunglasses, my keys. I feel like I can. phone. Yeah, my phone. I can never find the essentials. Other stuff I know where it is, but. Um, who do you love the most? You. Yeah, I love you the most too. That's such a weird question. That's so cute. (laughs) All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Speaking with Shamries. No table topic this week. 
because we played that game instead. Let us know in our Instagram comments or send us a message if you got a lot of those questions right. And we will see you on the next episode. Peace.